0: This episode of AFA is brought to you by these patrons. Bobby Sassel, Mel Aquino, and Gemma Scott. You guys are champions. Thanks for your donations, and uh, keep up the good work. Wait, shouldn't we keep up the good work? This is Christopher Walken, here to warn you that this contains some explicitly foul language. And if you don't like that, then... I'll put my foot in your throat.
1: The soundtrack's amazing. Yeah. The visuals are very like well done. And like the gameplay <laughs> is super fun. And like because those three things are there, it's like it's exceptionally
0: good. Hey, I could do it in a heartbeat and make millions, but it would feel like just gouging my soul out. Well. Yeah. Jurassic Park's a little more like DDR. If Shrek is a fairy tale creature, can he actually own land and want to kick them off? To make a lot of shit up To make good art. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's just the truth Hey guys Welcome back to AFA Art for Artists Podcast I am David uh, Creative Director Lead Writer Founder um,
1: Extraordinaire
0: Ah uh, Marvel <laughs> Really I'm here with Ben As always mm-hmm. uh, We have no guest Today either No um, This no week guests.
1: Well I'm the guest Well
0: Just no guest. Yeah, no, yeah Fuck you saying. I'm
1: in the guest ge- <laughs> <laughs> Why, why isn't Sam here? Is he he's, he's busy. You no, know.
0: oh, okay. He's fucking probably drawing. I guess. Probably. Actually. I don't know whatever it is that he does. Doing. Doing. He's real life. Things. Yeah, probably drawing. Probably drawing Hendrix, actually. Mm. And we're working on chapter five at the moment. So, cool. Um, but yeah, so today a uh, bit of a departure from from usual. Um, I promise it'll still be ridiculously stupid. Yeah. We'll, um, we'll go on many tangents. Oh, it's the that's my favorite part. It's I was listening nice to, to um podcasts. I was listening to the. The one where we Shrek. talk about um, porn this morning. Oh god, was that the Shrek one? Yeah, <laughs> actually, really interesting. I was yeah, listening if to it and, and I was like, I was like, wow, Sam has some really interesting opinions about this. And then just us being funny dick, like trying to be funny and just being dickheads the whole time, and him like trying to address serious issues. Yeah. and we're just like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> tits, <laughs> like, <laughs> boobies. It's great. Um, yeah, very funny to mm. just listen to us be assholes. Great. Not funny, haha! Funny, weird, <laughs> you know. It's like, oh, that was a bit rough. Um, but yeah, so we kind of wanted to talk about. Um, what I wanted to talk about Ben has just been shoehorned In Dave, um, David
1: wanted to talk about this. Yeah, because I just feel talking like about it, he made he's gonna make me. I'm going make it you, I'm gonna make you tell me Ask to talk you, about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's gonna be transparent. Like,
0: oh. Yeah, right. You guys are gonna think that it was all Ben being interested. Yeah. secretly he's contractually obligated.
1: <laughs> I wish I was contractually obligated up there. Then I'll probably get something out of this. Oh yeah, when
0: you get your twenty-five cents, you do get oh, something good. out of this. You get your name on everything that we do. Oh man, all those followers rolling, and I'm getting for uh, that so far. One day. <laughs> Look, um, well, I'm, I want to. I'll start. Obviously, that's a pretty good point to start with. Is where the first run that we did of this and how you became involved. Um, preface: yeah. We can't talk about the first artist that we had legally. So, what one? It's good that you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> good that you don't know. Like,
1: um, yeah, no, I don't remember that one.
0: Okay, so we did an initial run. Um, so basically, what we do is DCM works. Yeah. Um, digital and creative media works. Also happens to be my initials and oh. in works.
1: So, no. No, what? I'm not letting that pass. So, <laughs> this guy over here, he's had the, I guess, tag DCM I hate pie For years. For, like, just as long as I've known you. It's been that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, no, literally since, it's b- since, like, grade, that. since I was, like, since I first got an email.
1: Yeah. And... So. No, it's a pretty dumb name. It's, like, typical fucking...
0: Pretty consistent handle, though.
1: Yeah. But the DCM works. So the DCM is just (laughs) your initials. Yep. It's David something McNeil. Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. That will confuse me first. I'm like, wouldn't it be DMC, as in, like, David McNeil?
0: I get that in typos a lot, because people... It autocorrects DCM to DMC, like, Devil May Cry.
1: So I get, I get
0: high DMC a lot in emails and like texts.
1: Isn't DMC a rapper?
0: Yeah, actually. Yeah. That's that's where I think Wow. I mean, mean, me fucking nerding it up over here. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
1: So yeah, but then DCM turned into like...
0: Well, DCM became like the handle. Yeah. Because you don't say the whole thing. So I'm like, hi guys, DCM here. Yeah. Uh, You
1: know. And now it's, now it's digital creative. Right?
0: I think that's pretty slick.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's the, it's like, it's like people who like make up, it's like S.H.I.E.L.D. (laughs) <laughs> how, like, they made the name
0: first and then found the acronym for it. <laughs> I really lean into it so yeah. hard. They were like, S.H.I.E.L.D., what does it stand for? I don't fucking know. It's just S.H.I.E.L.D. What does S.H.I.E.L.D. stand for? I don't know. <laughs> but it stands for something. Let's find out. It's like, it's
1: something dumb. So, S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: I don't know what it stands so that's for. that's the origin of the choice. name, I guess. Oh, well, the name, well, yeah, I mean, um, originally it was going to be DCM Works, because my brother, many years ago was like, oh, well, like, there's no real good way to, like, distribute art anymore. Like, novels are kind of dying. It's really hard to make money out of that kind of well, thing.
1: Yeah. Um, so he's like... hard to make money out of a lot of things that are artistic <clears throat> these days. You yeah. sort of just have to go the free route until
0: someone, like, contracts
1: you, pretty much.
0: Okay, so the acronym originally <laughs> stood for Supreme Headquarters International Espionage Law Enforcement Division. It was changed to... <laughs> strategic hazard intervention espionage logistics direction and then in the (laughs) marvel cinematic universe it's strategic homeland intervention enforcement and logistics division that's a fine name that's all right strategic homeland intervention makes sense it's in america enforcement and logistics division again makes sense it's like
1: i watched um the man from uncle recent like two days ago Oh this a that's good film. Is that, is that a remake from the TV show? Yeah, it's a remake of the TV show. Which I haven't seen. But oh. I don't really watch it. Is the it film good? Because the film's really quite good. Oh, awesome. Like it's a it's a dumb spy film.
0: It's um Henry Superman.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Superman and some Russian dude.
0: K- Henry Cavill? Cavill? Yeah. That whatever and, his name
1: is. But like the movie's pretty good. Like they
0: TV show is great.
1: Yeah. It's got um like yeah, it's just a dumb spy film. Mm. And it's like it's full of tropes. But it's, like, it's, it's done fun. well. So, it's fun. Yeah, it's entertaining.
0: I always I always hate when people are, like, oh, you know, like, it's just so cliche. It's, it's, boring. Boring. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah but if it's, it's still g- fun. If it's consistently cliche and, like, if you like, enjoyed it, watch, who then, gives like, a I shit? I don't really mind, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, people, people do that a lot with writing and, like, story in general. We're like, oh, it's full of cliche. And it's, like, yeah, but cliche. Yeah, exist. Yeah, cliches exist. exist for a reason. They <laughs> help. <laughs> like, it sticks to the wall. It yeah. makes it easy to follow. It doesn't have to be dense and obnoxious. Yeah. It's, like, when people are, like, Oh, you shouldn't use stereotypes. It's like, no, your life would be impossible without them. <laughs> Could you imagine going into like Target and someone in a Target uniform? You're like, oh, I'm just going to assume that they're probably not an employee because I'm not, I don't stereotype. <laughs> right? Like, that's what that is. People think that stereotyping is this evil <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, there's
1: like, there's like bad stereotypes. Well, there's like racial stereotypes. No, that's
0: like that. still just stereotyping. It's just, it's just the context you apply it in.
1: I see, yeah, I suppose if like, if you go into an Indian restaurant, you'd expect Indian I, you food. You would
0: expect Indian food. Like, that's not racist, it's just... It it's helps odd. you function and not go insane. It helps you not go insane. Tumblr would go, like, just get a
1: fucking aneurysm oh. over that shit. Yeah. If you pointed that out. But that it... Indian restaurants serve only Indian food. No, <laughs> you would expect it to serve Indian There's
0: a difference. You would expect it to serve Indian food. Yeah. But, like, it just... Stereotypes stop you from going mental on a daily basis, trying to process everything you ever see. Yeah, component. So, like, if you see a dude in a taxi in a taxi driver's uniform, you assume he—you assume he drives a taxi at some point for a living. Yeah, and that he may be able to drive you to a place. And if you get in and you're like, "Hi, take me to blah," and he's like, "Just because I'm in a taxi, fuck you!" Like, no, that's insane. No one, no one can live like that.
1: Yeah, right. So stereotypes exist for a I mean, reason. No one drives around in a taxi uniform. And you have to start. A
0: taxi. I don't know, maybe. Anyway, <laughs> um, but you have to start from somewhere with every character. Yeah. So you always start with a stereotype. Right enough. So you're like he's handsome, and so a good example. Or an is, archetype. That's uh, how they call we we call them archetypes, but archetype is also about personality. Oh, okay. So you you combine a stereotype with an archetype.
1: Okay.
0: Sorry. You, yeah, you combine a stereotype with an archetype. So one of the characters we have is um, Detective Morgan, um, and Detective Morgan is this like young. He's really ripped, like he's jacked as shit. Um, he's this young. Um, <clears throat> he's Hispanic. I can't think of exactly where he's from. Um, in Mexico but he's Hispanic um, and he's really really good at his job but he's quite headstrong and reckless yeah stereotype young Hispanic male good looking archetype headstrong reckless young guy right enough. those two things oh excuse me <laughs> a bit burpy um, <laughs> I've
1: been burpy this whole time <laughs> right um,
0: so those two things um, they give you a sense of who he is initially and then as you progress you get to know him more and more and then you realize that he's obviously more than that yeah but that's how you meet people in real life, right? Okay, let's let's stop arguing stereotypes. No, we're not arguing. We're not arguing. I'm Ugh. just saying. I'm just. We're not, it's not even an argument. That's all I'm saying, right? All right. So, f- how do we even start talking about stereotypes? I, I don't remember. Know. We need like we need like someone that's taking notes on how we start <laughs> conversations because we are so Minutes. fucking spacey. Yeah. Um, uh, what are we talking about? Uh, I didn't even know what we started on. Oh, yeah. the, the previous run that we were doing. Yeah. was where we started, and then I don't know how we got to stereotypes. Um, Fucking knows. Um, So we did an original run of DCM Works. Um, yeah. Where you were voice acting. I was voice acting. The novels. Wow, um, surprise, surprise. So long ago. Um, and we were like, oh, this is a weird thing that we could try and do. And I didn't really know how to run a business yet, because I'd only just started my degree, and I didn't really know how to write very well. For, I do not know how to...
1: Maintain time as well. Yeah, so.
0: <laughs> Ben wasn't great at time management. Yeah. It was really hard to get anyone to do anything. We yeah. didn't have any money behind it. It was it just was tough. But what happened is, in so we had that up for. There about, was a game
1: in there somewhere as well.
0: Yeah, the game actually was a really good idea that we will do one day, one when day. when you've got your chops Maybe in this when I studio, know what I'm doing when you've got as a studio well. and we've oh, okay. got money. Yeah, <laughs> no, like I mean, like when we have well, that's that's yeah. one of the something that I want to add in eventually <laughs> to the Patreon is we're going to make a video game that goes with what we're doing. Yeah, that. But um. Yeah, so we had this original run, and we didn't really get any traction initially, but um, there was about a week, um, and this would have been... uh, I did the first round in 2013, so it would have been a week about the end of 2013, um, where we went from getting, like, four or five page hits a day, just through, like, search engines and Facebook and stuff. We got about 10,000.
1: Wait, Jesus, when was this?
0: Um, It would have been December. 2013?
1: Yeah. I don't think I was with...
0: I don't know. It might've been 2014. I can't, I can't put my years together in my head at the moment, yeah. but it was, it was the end of, oh, it might've been the middle of the year, actually. I can't think it was the end of the year or the end of the financial year. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but a few years ago when we first did it, yeah. um, we got no traction. And then like literally one day we just got like 10,000 hits. That's weird. Um, and it was like, Oh, that's cool. And they're just all this ad revenue. Cause we had a few panel ads on the site or something. And it just went from like zero to like all this ad revenue at once. And my my PayPal account got locked down because we had too much money coming in, um, and I had to deal with that. But then I was like, "Oh, people to, people want this," and it was shit. Like, I just want to clarify: if you liked it back then, nothing nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but it wasn't great compared to what we're doing now. It was fucking garbage. Yeah. Um, like we have proper microphones now. Um, I have a These things. we have a guy who we pay to mix audio. I don't even do that for really? the, the audio books. Yeah, um, we have a composer. Foley guy, like it's all it's all a thing. Um, we have numerous artists, so. yeah. We have digital artists, numerous. Yeah. Actually, we have three at the moment. I'm trying to get a fourth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did the initial run. Had this like burst of interest, and then I was like, oh well, we can do this, but we have to. If we want to do it, we have to start on the professional foot. Yeah. So I shut that site down, and I was like, but down, gone, disappear off the yeah. internet. <laughs> it's kind of like if you're a stand up comedian and you put your first ever stand up show on YouTube, it'd yeah. be awful, right? Mm. So, I was like, no, take that shit down. So, then I was like... I've spent basically the time since then. So, since about 2013. 2013 was when I had the idea. Um, because I had... Oh, I know. I had the idea. We were on holiday. Um, I had the idea oh, when we were on I holiday. Re- I remember. Yes. Yeah. No, that's all Because we were watching Pokemon.
1: Yeah, that's exactly... I remember exactly that. That. Yeah, so it was Yeah, that, yeah no, okay. Yeah, I'm in this now. Yeah. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> what was happening. You remember? Yeah. yeah. I remember so, exactly. So, we were on holiday
0: together. Um, and one of our friends... um Whose name I won't say because I don't know that she was. Who was, was it. it? Uh. The white one? That doesn't help. Uh. The white one that you weren't dating. The white one that I wasn't dating. Yeah, she was dating a older Hispanic guy. Oh. Beth. Uh, Bethany. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the time it took me to be like, huh? Yeah. I was like, wow, that took me way too long, didn't it? I should have got that immediately, right? I was yeah. like, who the fuck is Beth? Yeah. <laughs> It sounds too much like one of my ex-girlfriend's names as well. Oh, God. That was why it didn't... You're like, what? Yeah. Um, so I'm looking <laughs> at the Word document that I started um, then, and it says that the... Um... Wait, so what did she do?
1: So, we were watching Pokemon. Yeah, we were watching the, f- like, second movie or something. No, it
0: was, like, had, we had, like, the whole first season of the show, I think.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, On, yeah. on a hard it was drive. was like, running, just on the TV console. Yeah, because, like,
0: we were playing video we were bored, games and doing yeah. other shit. and Drinking, whatever. I um, mean, it was just on the TV, because 'cause are fucking lame. Yeah. Um, and I was like, ah, uh, this is not that good. Like, I was like, I remember this being much better. It, like, it'd be really interesting if this was a little more realistic, because, like, you wouldn't just let a 10-year-old run around with a dragon yeah. in his pocket or whatever. And she's like, yeah, you would think there would be, like, people that would deal with that professionally that would, like, do that for a living? Yeah. And then just, like, this thing happened in my head. I was like... like, Oh, my God. I was like, oh, what if there was, like, what if there was a body of legislation and, like, a a government-empowered body that legislated who could have what Pokemon?
1: Yeah.
0: And then... Who decides that? And then what is illegal? And then what isn't illegal? And then what does a Pokemon crime look like? And then it just all happened in my head. And I was and like, you spent
1: the whole rest of the holiday writing. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I have to do this. And I
0: wrote the first chapter that night. And then I was like, oh, yes. Like, mm. it just made sense. Um, and then a year later, the
1: same thing pretty much happened at another house. Spent the whole just time writing. And we were talking like about, like, Digimon as well. Did it? it was similar. Similar happenings. I thought... Uh... I just remember there was a lot of writing
0: at, that
1: you were doing at both of those. It politics. does sound like me. Yeah. I'm really boring.
0: It's um, <laughs> <laughs> mostly what I do with my yeah. time. Um, but so that was, I had this idea. Um, and literally, like, the first Point I ever made, I'm looking at it right now, it says Bureau of Investigations who specialize in Pokemon related crimes. Um, so perhaps the Pokemon League is is embodied and empowered to do this by the governments of the world. And the Pokemon League becomes this multinational. Uh, organization that has within each country um, arms of its enforcement that deal with different things. So each each country has its own Pokemon League branch. Because as we know in the games each region has its own Pokemon League. Yeah. So it already made sense from like a, ge- a geography perspective. And then I just made each region in the game an area in the world. Mm. So like So you put Sinnoh in China. Sinnoh is like China and Japan and that area. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that.
1: But and then, then I the was... ones which are just, like, so obviously France and things like that Yep, we're France. <laughs> where
0: the, everyone is wearing a beret. Yeah. Like, I wonder where this is from. I wonder where so... this is. And there's a uh, giant, they're like, all eating baguettes. triangular statue in the center of the city. Yeah, there, there's there's and a just carpet. different enough tower to be not the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. And, so that like, was... the, the dog Pokemon is, like, this small, yappy little it's thing. Definitely and it's literally a... called, like... Uh, what do they call dogs in? Like what? What's the noise that dogs make in French? It's like, yeah. In English, yeah, they're, they're like yap.
0: I don't know what it's called though.
1: Well, in English, it's woof, mm. and in French, it's something else.
0: And the dog is like called that. Yeah, and the dog's yeah. like called that. You're like, what? Wow. Fucking stuff.
1: Yeah, it's like called. Yeah, it's like the equivalent of just calling a dog Pokemon woof.
0: Yeah, or calling a cat meow.
1: Yeah. So Which they did with meow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh my
1: god. What yeah, meow?
0: What the fuck? You realize- Wow. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm so deep into Pokemon yeah. at this point that yeah, I don't even know stuff like, like that. Really That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, Porygon is a polygon. That one I got. Yeah. Um, I didn't... Meowth, yeah, man. Machop? Because he chops No, things. that i that That's yeah, obvious. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I have these dot points from when I first started. them. They're not very coherent, but it was mostly, like, conceptual ideas. So, like, yeah. um, Team Rocket are basically, like, the mob. Yeah, the mafia. So like, it's what they like in the yeah, games. Yeah, anyway. but so Giovanni is Giovanni is like this international crime syndicate powerhouse. That's what he is in the game anyway. Um, and then <laughs> he's I was more like, region
1: specific, I guess.
0: And so then I had this idea of I was like, well, how would like what would give rise to this requirement for classification? Like usually when stuff like that happens in real life, when something gets classified, it's because there's a conflict. Yeah. Right. So like, someone shoots a bunch of people, they outlaw guns. Yeah. Sorry. Well, someone shoots they a bunch should. of people, they should outlaw. Yeah.
1: Guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because it's
0: really guns. not an argument.
1: Um, when someone shoots people, Australia outlaws guns. If the US doesn't,
0: if you're not okay with our opinion on that, we really just don't want you listening anyway. Yeah, so just go away. you can fuck off. <laughs> um, nothing against America. Like you can do what you want. No, I don't like it. But um, if if you think that um, if you think that gun control doesn't work, you, you're actually wrong. You, you're, Empirically, you're incorrect. You're,
1: yeah, you're wrong. It does um, work. Because it has worked.
0: Because you know how many massacres have been in Australia since uh, since gun control? Big ol' zero. Big ol' zero, gun control works. Um, but yeah, so... I mean, arguably you can still get shot, but that's in Call of Duty. It's less serious. Know. <laughs> oh my god. Um, or you can get shot in Spec Ops the Line. then it's really uh-huh. serious. Um, it's fucking tie-in to last week. <laughs> Fuck you, Continuity. Which was actually
1: about 20 minutes ago. No, no, no. What no? No, okay. no. illusion. <laughs> illusion. In the, through the
0: power of editing, this will come out the a week later. Of the internet. I did mention before that we were doing one after the. Just put this over what I said, which was a week ago. Just
1: put
0: I, that like, over yeah, what I was going to edit said. that really well. Yeah. You guys won't even notice. No. You won't know what we're talking about now because I'll cut that out as well. But oh my god, <laughs> just be really confused. Um, but yeah, so that that idea, I was like, well, it would have to come from some conflict, right? Because yeah. legislation like that to that extreme. Because if you think about. I was taking it to be that the world is as it is at, like, the end of the Johto season. So, like, ten-year-olds run around with dragons in their pockets and, like, all this shit, right? Yeah. So I was like, how would you go from that to a system of legislation? You'd have to branch off from that, yeah. Yeah, I was like, so how does that happen? So that's where we split our history. So I picked this very specific point in time, and I was like, that's where history changes. Yeah. So in our version of events, basically, like... And I'm not. Gonna, I will avoid story spoilers, but the lore stuff you can read on the websites. There's a big page of it. Yeah. Um It's all voiced and stuff. You can listen to it if you want. Yeah. Um, and there's other stories around it as well as like side stories and cool stuff. And we have some other really interesting side content coming with it. So short stories taking place in different time zones and eras and stuff. Um, but I was like, well, how would this world actually like? How like how would you get from this point where everyone has Pokemon to a point where like you could have a department that specifically is, like, the Pokemon police. So they go around and they solve Pokemon-related crimes, right? Yeah. Because that was, like, the idea that I was like, I want to have this character who works with that division, but who is outside of that structure, because I wanted to satirize that noir trope of, like, the personal yeah. investigator who's, like, beyond the who's, rules. Yeah. I'm going to help back who's by like, my badge,
1: you know? Yeah, who, like, the, he, he, like, quote-unquote works with the cops, even though he's not a cop. Yeah, which makes no sense because that's not how the world works. It's
0: not not how law enforcement works. No, Um, you can't have a civilian on a crime scene, even if they're a contractor. What is it called? Vigilante. Yeah, and it's Sherlock Holmes. Basically, it's it's that Sherlock Holmes fantasy. It's kind of the Batman fantasy as well, to a degree.
1: Yeah, like movie Batman is different.
0: I was thinking about comic Batman, where he's buds with Jim Gordon.
1: Because the movie Batman, he's not. He's actively chased.
0: Well, in competent. a lot of the in a lot of the comics that's how it starts and then eventually they become buds oh okay um but yeah so I was like how do we get from there to there um and I was like well you would have to have a big conflict to institute have to have that like kind of change incident, yeah so there's so there's what we refer to as year zero which is like the incident so <laughs> I, I talk about zero. it as year zero but like yeah. irrefutably Sam refers to it as the incident just yeah. to piss me off but basically I was like well what would happen if you were Ash right he's ten You're this Pokemon prodigy. Like, he is a prodigy in this world. Yeah. He's not just a good battle technician. He beats, like, the most insanely talented trainers in the world when he's 10. Yeah. So I was like, what would you be like at 15? So I went back and looked at Justin Bieber when he was 15. (laughs) Right? And I was like, what dumb shit did he do? And he had periods where he just did, like, the most crazy, insane shit. Yeah. Like, videos of him smoking weed and shit. Like, really dumb stuff. Yeah. Where he made some bad decisions. And I was like, what kind of a bad decision would you make at that age, in that position, if you had a dragon in your pocket? And I was so like, oh, people. you'd probably kill people. Yeah. So that was where this idea came from. And so we take 15-year-old Ash, um, and we give him psychosis from... <laughs> so, well, well he doesn't... Casually give him psychosis, Well, look, right. he develops it through this... Because th- if you think about it, you're like... You- if you're 10, you leave home... Yep. You get given creatures of amazing destructive power. Yeah. You turn out to be a prodigy using these to hurt other creatures of destructive power. <laughs> um, you're allowed to do whatever you want, because apparently 10-year-olds can do that in this world.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, your two friends, for some reason, support your insanity in this quest. <laughs> um, and, like, what would that look like? How would you change? And the answer is you'll probably get this, like, weird power complex and eventually develop this psychosis where you think that you're literally, like, unbeatable. But yep. you could never beat Gary. That was one thing I always like latched onto. I was like, he he never beats Gary, um, until like they bring Gary back in a later season and he eventually beats him because Ash is like learned. Oh, God. But and in our timeline, he hasn't beaten Gary yet. Yeah. So his goal, his one goal in life now is Gary. to beat Gary. Does he kill Gary? No. So he's fighting basically a trainer challenges him, and yeah. he's like, if I can beat you, then I can be I can. That's like it's kind of like in Yu-Gi-Oh when once he becomes the King of Games, everyone wants to battle him to become the King of Games. Yeah. So, like, Ash has won all these tournaments and stuff. And he's beat all these people. So, like, if I beat you, I'm this powerful. You know. Similar kind of thing. Again, making fun of Yu-Gi-Oh! Because they do that a lot. Where they're like, I want to take on the King of Games! Or, like, what are they... They give him a different name after Duelist Kingdom. But it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, World's best duelist. Whatever it is. Similar idea. So, a trainer... A young trainer, like a ten-year-old, challenges him. And Ash enters into this psychosis where he thinks he's battling Gary. And he just goes nuts and has his Charizard kill this child. (laughs) It's really rough. Wow. We're doing a comic of it as well. Oh, um, And it's really
1: brutal. Joy.
0: Um, I'll show you a picture. We, we were doing um, concept art before, and yeah. we had this picture of Ash. And <clears throat> we finished drawing it. I was like, "Wow, he looks crazy." And then I watched Sam get out like the red color palette, and I was like, "No, what are you doing?" He's like, "I'm just putting blood on his face from the blood splatters." <laughs> I was like, "Oh God, oh God." <laughs> um, so yeah, it's pretty intense. But um, basically, Ash gets thrown into jail, and it sparks a debate about Pokemon control and trusting them to 10-year-olds. That seems insane. <laughs> yeah. So in a knee-jerk reaction, basically, like, um, the League decides to take action. So they decide to... Um, basically, people are outraged that this Charizard has done this, and they're like, Charizard are dangerous, we have to stop them. So the knee-jerk reaction is they go to the Characific Valley, which is where all the Charizard in the world come yeah. from, and they just gloss it. So they just sterilize the area. <laughs> Jesus. So they effectively try and wipe out Charizard. Yeah. Um, uh, it's
1: not a and, genocide reference at all.
0: No, no parallels at all um, right. to any kind of reaction from any large government body when one thing goes wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I just winced, for those of you listening. <laughs> um, I feel like I should point that out. Um, and then so there's some protests start in Goldenrod and things get out of hand and eventually there's conflict and there's fighting and like, uh, non-violent protests become extremely violent all around the world. Yeah. And things just go bad generally everywhere. Yeah. Um, and eventually the league goes, we need to start we need to, like, take away these crazy powerful f- dragons that can fireball cities and shit. Yeah. So they start to outlaw certain Pokemon and take them into custody. And this is what develops, like, the registry of Pokemon. So you have to... You, every, everyone's Pokemon is eventually registered. So they can track your Pokemon and your balls and stuff like that. And they can know when you use them or what you use them for. So yeah. you have a very limited availability of Pokemon after these incidents. Yeah. But so there's, that's kind of the first war. And so we call them the incursions because in the TV shows, um, the Indigo Plateau... Um, there's an episode called Indigo Incursion, which is where, um, Ash goes to the Indigo Plateau, which is the Pokemon League in Kanto. It's in the first season. Yeah. They you talk about the Indigo Plateau, and the Indigo Plateau is what it's called. And then there's an episode called Indigo Incursion, which is where Ash, um, he's in the cave, uh, what's it called? The Victory Road. Victory Road. And he go. he's having trouble staying not crazy because it's so difficult to get through and so i was like that's what we'll call it so that they were the indigo they were the incursions it sounds weird in australian accent incursions (laughs) um so there's the first incursion there's four of them basically there's there's four significant wars that take place over a 30-year period that get you from everyone has dragons in their pocket to lots of pokemon are illegal and there's now departments that deal specifically with pokemon related crimes yeah and then I was watching... Um, I think it was April Fool's the previous year or the year after. But there was that April Fool's for, like, um, the... the. I think it was IGN that did it, maybe, or someone like that. It was the a trailer for The Auras, which was a TV show about, like, The Auras from Harry Potter. And, like, a procedural crime drama set in the Harry Potter world about the police department chasing down bad wizards. What was... I think that was IGN. Because mm. IGN did the, uh,
1: the Legend of Zelda movie trailer. Mm. So, like, in terms of...
0: They really, they do really good April Fools that should be real. I think this other one was dumb. No, but the Aura's one was fucking awesome. I I don't know if I've seen it. No, it's basically like a typical noir thing. Like yeah. it, it just looks like a trailer for True Detective or something. Yeah, but like it's Harry Potter, cool, right? <laughs> and like really gritty. Um, but so yeah, we kind of had that idea for like that. I watched that and I was like, yeah, I've, I wanted to have these novels be around this detective who's like gritty and stuff. And I was like, but what if he's really, 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 really bad at his job? Like, what if he's just not a great... De- like, he's an okay detective, but he's terrible at fighting and shooting. He's a really bad Pokemon technician. Like, what if he's an awful trainer? And these tools that he have, these Pokemon that he have, he can't really use well. Yeah. So that was where the idea for this character, and then eventually became this... F- like, I was able to, to fully fledge the novel, and it became more of a thing. But the big premise is that, like, he's just gritty. Like, he- he's, like, gritty and, like, dark but he's fucking awful. Like, he's just bad. <laughs> and everyone in... And every, so, Brock... Um, so, is this this is
1: Hendrix. Yeah, so, so Hendrix is the original this character. Is different to old Hendrix? Because old Hendrix was, like, consistently good as, at his job. Same
0: character, but completely different. The novels are yeah. so different. Yeah. Um, they've gone through, like... We're on draft 29. Jesus. So, yeah, it's a really yeah, long the process original to get a was novel like, done. like, definitely different from that. Well, he's very, he's very good at being a detective, so he's good at working stuff out, but he's really bad at everything else. Yeah. So, in in the current one, like, he gets shot at a lot and, like, gets beaten up a lot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so he works directly with Brock, um, who now runs the Department of Necessities, which is a body of the Organization of Prenatural Legislation. So, the Organization of Prenatural Legislation is, like, the government-sanctioned body that deals with registering Pokemon. Yeah. So, they, like, they have all the records online and stuff. And the Department of Necessities is the law enforcement branch of that. So, like, the police of that department. So, when someone gets killed by not-natural causes, so by a Pokemon, they go and investigate and find out what happened. So, that's, like, their job. And Brock runs that department. Um, And Gary's... There's a whole bunch of other stuff. Like, Gary's widow now owns the Pokemon League. Because Gary's dead. Yeah. With (laughs) with specific consequences. And other people have died in in the course of the war. Um, And then you've got, like, Denzi Volkner. So, Volkner, the gym leader. Yeah is like, this... He has, like, a... He's, like, really good with technology and solar stuff. So, in our world, he's just a billionaire who's, like, solved renewable energy. <laughs> yeah. And he's a complete douchebag as well because he's, like... He's Hendrix's age, so he's only, like, 30. Yeah. But he's got, like, k- k- sk- billions and jillions of dollars. Yeah. Um, so, that's a really interesting character to play off as well. But, like, the basic premise kind of came from that idea of, like, well, how would you get to a point where you could actually legislate it? And then what are the consequences of that? And then playing with the expectations for that. So, there's even stuff, like... The, they end up fighting this faction called... Uh, they're tentatively currently called Red Wall. We don't have a better name. Because they build this... Um, Do they build a Red Wall? It's not Red, but it's, it's basically like they take all of the onyx left in the world. That's going to show up. That's a what? big... It looks like um, Looks like a snake on really? the audio. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a pretty... Ben touching his microphone. Yeah. Um, but they, they built this... They, they used the last of the onyx in the world, um, and they melted them into this giant wall. Oh, Jesus. So they just like... they need... melt rock? oh um, um, yeah
1: melted rock is lava yeah
0: yep um, <laughs> but but they they, they basically um, make Onyx extinct to build this wall oh that's gruesome. that they then all live behind and they have like it's like a gypsy settlement for a while and they become this like fully fledged city and the League is like well how the fuck do we deal with the fact that they basically created their own nation and stuff like that and eventually that falls and then you get to modern day where there's lots of stigma about people that look like they're from Red Wall and like oh, kind of yeah. like racism and stuff um, and then, like, lots of stuff with gypsies where, kind of mirroring a lot of the racism which is happening now with particular races with them. So they get stigmatized as, like, terrorists and stuff because oh, they, yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, so interesting to play off and have, like, characters immediately suspect that it was these red gypsies. Because they become <laughs> known as red gypsies, it's like a derogatory term. Yeah. Because um, they're just fucking people. But they're like, really? oh, red gypsies, like, oh, fucking, yeah. oh, it's probably red gypsies, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where the idea came from. And then um, we realized, or I realized about a year ago, that I could actually do it. Yeah. Like, it, it stopped becoming theoretical, and I found an artist, that's Sam. Um, Scott is our, is our lead vocalist for the audiobooks. He's replacing um, me. Yeah, well, it was just you were at a point where you weren't able to do it consistently. Yeah, no, I got to a where I'm like, eh. Yeah, um, and Scott is sort of, does, he's he's um, done a lot of audiobooks previously, and that's yeah. of audio experience, so good setup. Uh, we got, the studio was almost, it's almost, Almost. What's half done? It's like, yeah. Ben keeps funneling the panels because <laughs> they're really soft. Um, they're really nice. They're really nice. Uh, I haven't even hung them straight yet. Like they're just on their little yeah, just stickers, kind of wonky. which is fine. Yeah, it does all the same job. It's just the look, it just um, does look as neat. But yeah, and then with the Kickstarter, not the Kickstarter, sorry, the Patreon. They're really Patreon. different. Yeah. Um, so the Patreon is really because I do not want to do a Kickstarter because I feel like Kickstarter is like. Kickstarter is We're not, like, doing a product. Yeah. It's more, we want to do this thing, and we want to... Consistently. Yeah, we want to make what we're doing into this, like, hub for artists, so we have people come in and work for us, and then if you want to hire an artist, you go to DCM Works, and you go to artists that have worked for us, or people we recommend or whatever, and you can find artists Because it's really hard, what I've discovered, trying to put this together, is it's really hard to find artists that know what they're doing, so professional, know how to... Actually, accept work, so will actually work when you ask them. Yeah. So there are a lot of people are like, "Oh yeah, I do commission work," and you ask them for a commission, and they just don't <laughs> do like they just don't work. And you're like, "Well, why are you advertising commissions?" You know. Yeah. Um, and then people that you know are actually going to do the work, so you can see that they've worked for someone before, and they're not shit. Yeah. Almost impossible to find. <laughs> so I was like, "What if we? What if we use DCM works to help provide that?" Yeah. So. People come in, they do art for us, Uh, maybe they do audio stuff, maybe they do this or that, and then you can go to the site and you can find their details and you can contact them and you can see the stuff they've done for us, so you know that they can actually complete a job and you know that they're actually going to be able to do that. So kind of trying to become a hub for people that are trying to get their foot in the door of the industry as well. So if you're a writer, you can come and do some short stories for us and then we'll we'll do audiobooks and stuff and you're published and you can try and get other, so trying to get that foot in the door for a lot of people as well. Um, and producing a, a hub where you can come if you need to find someone for a project and you're sick of just like people flaking out all the time. Because <laughs> uh, that's just the worst. I spent so, mu- like, so much of my time searching for people yeah. um, who just don't do the work or they don't want the work even though you want to pay them for it. Yeah. That's actually the worst thing is when you find someone who's a really good artist and you're like, I will pay you this money that is more than your advertising. They're like, no, I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> <They're> like, Why? <laughs>
1: It's kind of their choice, I guess. Yeah. Sense.
0: No, but but there's, there's a point where it's like, if you don't want specific work or if you want, like if you want work, advertise that you want work. But mm-hmm. if you don't want work, don't advertise it because there are people, people who are seeking out people to work for them. Yeah. Don't have time for your, it'd be like if I put up a fucking job ad on Seek. Yeah. To come work here. And then when you applied, it was like, nah, we don't actually have a job. We just thought we'd waste your time. <laughs> right? Like, it's just really frustrating. And after yeah. about 200, my patience is gone. Yeah. Like two hundred emails. I'm like fuck if someone else <laughs> I'll scream. So it's more of a volume issue for me. Yeah. And like I don't have time to email you if you're not gonna actually
1: do the job. So what's like what's like the end game? It's like dream dream goal.
0: Well dream goal is that we make the first novel uh, and and we make enough money through the Patreon that it, it's sustainable. Yeah. Um and then I dial back my hours at work and I do this two days a week. Yeah. So two full days a week working this, as well as weekends. I already work weekends doing this, basically, and writing. Yeah. Jesus, I work like seven days a week. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I'm, as much as this is work, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, it's not fucking watching Netflix or hanging out. Like it's I'm I'm am you know producing stuff. So the goal is three days of normal work a week, and then two days of this, and then eventually um, scale it up to the point where we're a decent production company. So we want to do the podcast. We want to have. We're going to buy a new table, actually have a set. We're going to have a camera because, you know, we've got people yeah. that have those skills on the team um, and, and kind of ramp it up to the point where we're producing a chapter a week of the novel. When when, when we launch the first novel, it will be a chapter a week until the novel is done. Yeah. So it's about 30 weeks of content. Two podcasts a week. This is currently. So the the AFA and then the D&D one. Yeah. Um, the D&D one will be less frequent just because of time constraints. but And D&D is hard to um, get through. Yeah. Or get people to... It's I think once if we find a rhythm it's Yeah. It's one of those things where like after a few sessions it'll be a lot more enjoyable. Um and then after that so like the end goal is to do that every week and just continually ramp up the amount that we're making and keep adding people and yeah. get to the point where like we can come in on a Tuesday morning work for 6 hours and that's like a work day Yeah. doing like producing content that we'd like to produce for people that like to consume it yeah. so I guess the end goal is what we're doing now but just more of there's more of it yeah because yeah. like a lot of people are like oh well, what's like what's the point of your writing like what do you want to do with it it's like mm-hmm. no no I'm already doing it I'm already right doing now. it it's like the, the point fact of
1: my writing is to write yeah the
0: fact that I'm doing yeah. it is the point of it and the, yeah. the, you know I, I guess something else that I really want to do is build that network and build that that hub of, of artists who are going to be able to engage both with our content work within our universe to help us expand what we do but also get them in the industry because yeah. it's really hard to get published. Yeah. And if we can get to the point where we're big enough that someone being published in BIOS means that someone else is going to recognize that they're published, that's kind of where I want to hit so that those people can then go and do what they want to do for a living. Yeah. So if you're a writer, you can write something for us and then go and actually get a job at a magazine or, or, or um, get a job doing landscapes or whatever it is that you want to do, you can then do that. Yeah, That's the goal. That's the goal. Um, but I mean, like the end game is what we're doing now. Yeah, Like this kind of thing. It's fuck around yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like producing stuff that we enjoy doing yeah um that's not gonna drive me insane like my nine to five does like oh jeez, yeah
1: like if i could do this my nine to five is uni yeah moment, which is fun
0: that that's my um that's my five to ten <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah fuck that shit i basically don't have days off anymore it's great I, um, have, I have too many days off, yeah, we should trade. you can have some oh, of, you can have fuck. some of my work days I mean as long as I get paid <laughs> no <laughs> um, but yeah, so the I guess that 's the end goal is to keep doing this, and, but do it in a different way, yeah and more consistent and keep adding content. I have this crazy idea for this other novel that i 've been working oh, on Jesus. within the same universe um, that 's like set in rural China years earlier, so like two hundred or three hundred years earlier so same universe same universe, yeah um, and it follows a character who's like a um, so it's a play on The Witcher. So it's this character who's a monster hunter, but the monsters oh, okay. he hunts are Pokemon. Oh, of course. So it's like this total recontextualization of Pokemon as being these tools to this time when they were actually literally monsters that would fucking kill you, <laughs> and him going through and like also playing off a lot of the Pokemon lore inconsistencies. So like there are characters in Pokemon who can live forever.
1: Oh, oh yeah, there are. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I was like, well, what if you had a, what if you had like this line of, um, monster hunters that were immortal, that. Yeah would then go and hunt these creatures, and that was, like, what they did for a living. Yeah. yeah. Um, based off that part of that Pokemon lore. That one part.
1: That, that one character on. who's,
0: who's, who's, um, yeah. can live forever. Because it's interesting to fuck with that shit. Because, like, I really like messing with stuff like that, and being like, oh, well, why did they include that? It's so totally, tonally different. It,
1: yeah, and it just everything makes no they've sense.
0: done. Yeah, and they keep trying to retcon stuff that they've done. And, like, the latest Pokemon movie, um... <clears throat> The Mewtwo, I don't know if it's the latest one, but the Mewtwo voice actor is female. I know that Mewtwo is gendered, but in the first Pokemon movie, he do talk, he sounds super like male. like old Jones, like he's yeah, like super masculine. He's like, rah, rah. yeah. Like he sounds like a fucking anime villain, right? Yeah. And the new one he sounds like he's, he's a female voice actor. I
1: mean Mewtwo is considered so, genderless. So their Some voice so just use he.
0: So the way that they argued it is that they had a previous movie that retconned the first Mewtwo which I didn't realize. Yeah, that's what Where what? Giovanni clone like a bunch of other Mewtwo's or something. Uh, I don't know. One of them's they female. They just tried to retcon it one of them's female. I just uh, don't remember. They had a previous and they just tried to retcon the whole first film. <laughs> I was like, First film's the best one. Fuck me. Yeah. First film's well, fat. it was a little cheesy. They had uh, a... Yeah, exactly. What was the? They had a... Um, was that '90s Christian rock band who had that song in it? Oh God, uh, Hillsong, <laughs> huh? Hillsong? No, 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 no. Blessed Union of Souls. What the fuck? Uh, that
1: sounds like a cult, right? Um, <laughs> Blessed
0: Union of Souls were a '90s Christian rock band, and they had "Brother," which was the song that plays when Ashes stunned.
1: Oh my God! Wow, yeah, that right? song. Yeah, Jesus. They're actually a Christian rock band. Oh God. <laughs> um,
0: they're actually a really good Christian rock band. Um, Those words don't go as together. far as '90s Christian rock bands oh, okay. go. I mean. <laughs> Not to say they're a good band, like not in terms of just music in general. Um, they're not terrible. They had some other good stuff. They had some really big songs. Oh, okay. um, they were not bad. They just were not great. I don't want to do them too much because they have done some good stuff, and <laughs> it's nice that there are people making music out there for people that that don't want like they want that kind of thing. Yeah, like I'm happy for Christian Roth to do their thing. <laughs> like I'm happy. <laughs> just f- I'm, stay like, away I'm like from my I'm music. like I'm like you stay away from my rap, yeah. but you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you know. Um, huge giant fucking mega charges yeah just like both those things are huge it's like look I don't mind that you do a Christian walk just keep it away from my strange rap yeah. that I enjoy like I don't want you ruining my shit don't ruin Death Grips no don't ruin uh, Little Dicky or something don't do that <laughs> shit um, but yeah I mean I don't really know what else um, that is significant to talk about but I guess the only other thing that's probably worth mentioning is that ideally I'd like to have so the, the goal for for anyone listening the goal is to have the AFA every week yeah um,
1: once,
0: so far, I mean that's not that hard to maintain for yeah. us at this point. Um, it's just every every two Friday nights we do two podcasts, or yeah. every Friday night or whatever. Um, and then the D anD D one will be a bit different because we have to just because of the way that, by nature of the game, we'll have to record it in big hits. So that'll be a little harder to do if our schedules don't match up yeah. frequently enough. We can probably manage it. We'll do like one big session and or something it. like. There's a way that we can manage yeah. that. Um, but that'll be re- like that'll be really fun. Like, oh yeah, dandy D- is like so is, is honestly one of the most fun things. Yeah. Um, if you've never if you've never before if you've never heard of it if you've never listened to it you need to I think
1: to I think you'd need to sort of understand a little bit about how the game works.
0: Well, we have a newbie who's going to come and play so they'll oh, be learning yeah, yeah. with you. They'll be learning with the listener, so you can kind of yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we also play a slightly outdated version of the game, which helps as well because it's way less complex. We also don't follow the rules, like at
1: all. Well, you do not. <laughs> we really... really don't.
0: Well. We kind of do. We follow
1: like some. We don't follow like the really pedantic rules. No,
0: we we follow the fun, the yeah, fun we version. The fun rules, yeah. We follow the version where it's fun, but it's still challenging. Yeah. And you guys can have a good time without it being like. Yeah. I draw my sword. Well, you, you got to roll to see how well you yeah. do that. <laughs> it's like a lot of stuff. I'm I'm happy about. be like, like
1: I, I draw my sword, and you'd be like, you can't move now. I'd be like what? It's, mm. Like because that's your move action. You'd be like but like I yeah, do so it spend... while I'm moving. It's just like you can't do that. It's like yeah.
0: what the fuck? <laughs> some of the stuff like it didn't make any sense.
1: It's just like you had to draw your sword before the before the fight happened. It's just like, well, it's okay, like I, didn't I, know draw, was... I drew my sword before this it's like, fight happened. No, happens. it's too
0: late. I can't do that. Yeah. You're like, you fucking so, lanker. <laughs> so we, yeah, we, I mean, we play our version of it. That's a lot more. Yeah, la- it's not as late. It's not super laid back, but it's, it's, just it's laid back. It's just it's, just, it's, it's more casual. it's more enjoyable. To yeah. be honest. so that's I mean, look forward to that. I I it's, love. It's
1: like playing Skyrim, not. Oh, but there's no rules. Right. You it's, can you can. Well, what's another game that's like super? Oh fuck
0: You're know. about to say Fallout, you're, yeah? But it's you're not like fallout. it's like Fallout. I'm thinking uh, Fallout like one. <laughs>
1: like, um,
0: what's D and D like? I don't know. It's really not like anything else. Well,
1: our D and D is like super casual.
0: Our D and D is more like it's a like Sarah, It's more Ro. like a Telltale game, to
1: be honest. Yeah, I make you guys do actually. a lot
0: of talking and yeah, conversations. We, do we don't do a talking. lot of combat because it's not that. expensive.
1: a it's tedious. B it's kind of difficult. Yeah,
0: combat really goes for real. a
1: long time, so
0: we tend to like condense combat into into smaller portions
1: and like a lot of like lots of, contextual, of
0: Yeah, like so it'll be a quick fight. Stuff. It'll be a quick fight, but it's all about like so they'll
1: be like you can fight them or you can just like drop this tree on them. Yeah, kill them. In Which one is way more. Like, like, oh, drop the tree. You're on. like
0: you're like I'm not drawing my weapon. Let's Drop yeah. the tree. Like, like, I it's... think there was
1: one fight where one day... Oh, I forget what campaign it was, but I was playing. We started in a bar, and the first thing I did was just buy, like, ten drinks. <laughs> and I stole all the cups. Why? And we were really low level, and I was playing my soul knife. Mm. Which, at low level, has, like, no range to tackle.
0: Oh, is that the Mills? Yeah, it was Millsbury. The yeah. famous Millsberry. So... You we guys, came up, he, he, he's we came so up to this situation.
1: This wasn't it. This was the this was with a DM who was kind of like really serious and like took the rules really seriously.
0: Oh god! We, oh, we, was this one? Of, oh, was this the Millsbury first appearance? No,
1: this was this was this wasn't your campaign. Oh, this I was, was just someone like, else's. I was was gonna say, say was that sounds nothing with like. like people who knew how to play the game. Oh and god, just like, this it's no fun. Yeah. And <laughs> we we came in this situation. There were like these guys who ambushed us from the trees. Yeah. And I rolled the highest initiative, so I moved before the guys in the trees. They're like, "What are you gonna do?" And I'm like, "I throw a cup at them." He's like, what? I'm like, I got like 10 cups in my inventory. I'm just going to like throw them at him. He's <laughs> like, all right. And I, I rolled it. And he's like, he's like, yeah, there'll be like 1d3 damage. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. But I rolled like a 20 on the, dam- oh, on nice. the throw. And he's like, you hit him and he falls out of the tree and <laughs> dies immediately. I'm like, yes! Yes! Cups <laughs> yes. for days! <laughs> yeah. And then and so for like I'm the guessing first- you
0: spent the rest of the campaign throwing cups. Throwing cups,
1: um When I got my throwing knife. From then on, I would just spawn a cup and throw the cup instead of a knife. <laughs> uh, I remember the tea- I remember the very. <laughs> I like, as well I was like, can I have like weapon proficiency for cups? And he's like, if you want, you know, I'm like, <laughs> why <"Yes!"> wouldn't you <laughs>
0: weapon proficiency cups? Uh, that character though is one of my favorites. Oh, uh, he's so much fun. I don't know what it was about Millsbury It's because he's so dumb. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's also like, it's, it's obnoxiously it's, strong. <laughs> it's, he's really dumb, but he's a fucking badass. Yeah, like, oh, there's something about him. I fucking love. And just, it's like, a great character. Just the class selection is like. Like perfect, even though it's literally, like sort of really different, literally on point. That yeah, character it lets, is the perfect it lets him Just walk
1: around with no gear.
0: So he's basically so he looks useless. I don't want to spoil it too much because he, he, he does appear in the, the campaign no that idea. we'll be doing. But he's not a like playable character. Um, no, but it's because it's the same universe. Yeah. That, um, that we've been working on for the last four years or yeah. whatever, and it's the next. Pro- so basically, oh, yeah. like to fill you guys in, um, we've been playing Dandy for years. years so um, and time. when we realized that our original DM was okay, he wasn't amazing. Yeah. I was like, well, he's actually not a writer, so why don't you let me yeah. do a campaign? And then we'll it went pretty well. And then it just became... And I and
1: I and I brought this character along, this British
0: and... And, and this so... This, like, obnoxious British Well, so basically, on. like, I was playing D&D with a bunch of other people, and I'd set up this world, and I was like, well, I'm not just going to ditch the world, because yeah. building worlds is a lot of fucking work. Yeah, Like, I don't like to use existing worlds. I like to kind of create my own yeah, and then yeah. work on it. So it's a lot of work. And I was like, well, what if... What if I had two campaigns running simultaneously in the same world? Oh yeah, that was fun, and it was really fun and re- so hard. it was the hardest thing I've ever done. I don't think you guys understand how <laughs> how logistically difficult it was to do. Yeah, just like because keeping... half the players
1: came in late as well. Yeah, that was keeping, the main thing.
0: Keeping in my head the order of events as they were happening was the
1: hardest thing. Probably the funniest thing was like that first session when everyone was there. When it was like, was that the final battle? Or was that something? That no, was the first. It was the first session. That oh, I was before out.
0: you guys split off into two parties. Yeah.
1: So yeah. that was like when we were all we were all at one session, there were like twelve of us, and mm. that was when we realized there's way too many people here. Yeah. So you kind of forced us to choose. So I was like, I was like, you must pick a like side. You have to pick a side. You're either the good guys or the bad guys. Pretty much. And
0: then you became these opposing forces <laughs> in this way. And <laughs> it, it was, was so funny. It was the most fun I've <laughs> had, but the hardest riding I've ever done just in my life. booby trap each other the whole time. Uh, and like the hardest thing was, you guys would get really shitty as to who had. Was going first, first. because whoever went first determined who had the advantage. So I had to like do two sessions with someone else, two sessions with the next one, and I had to remember everything that I had. It was a lot of hard work.
1: It was basically doing things, doing two things that technically were happening at the same time, but doing them. But one of them's already happened. One of them's already happened. Yeah, so So you had to like meld it together, and then when you go to the next session, you'd be like, "By the way, I'd also have to make sure that you guys
0: didn't (laughs) talk to each other because you could then pass on." so the very valuable information really which would then and so it was tough but we didn't want to because we had we had a huge advantage yeah but then there were there were people that were like they wanted to brag about the exploits to the other party which would make my life fucking impossible (laughs) so like they were like oh guess what we did and i'm like no they can't know because it's like prior knowledge they've seen the future yeah you know so it's just really because we were against them it was pretty competitive it was real there was a there was a battle scene at the end there was a there was a um the conclusion of the campaign because it got to the point where like you guys had reached the pinnacle of this this event. Was I at that one? Yeah, I don't think I was at the. Front. I don't know. You might not have been. I don't know. Did I think you just rec- you just make my
1: characters do something. No,
0: I think you were there. I don't know. I don't know. Run. Oh, I think we were. It was that huge battle. It was really um, funny. Yeah, it was massive and like I had you.
1: Oh, that was when there was like two hundred people aside.
0: Yeah, and you're all in the like, same the room. huge armies. Yeah, and you had, yeah. you they, they spent the the latter half and they of the were, campaign like, assembling their forces. Yeah, and they were and, like
1: halfway through the battle, we were like. They were like, We summon an army of demons. We're like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, so
0: basically like at this point <laughs> at this point their party had Go traversed through, through the depths of hell, <laughs> made a pact with Satan himself or the, not Satan, but the ruler of hell at that time for a demon <sighs> army. It had cost um I don't want to spoil it too much because a lot of these characters are recurring villains. Oh really. But it had cost a particular Well, actually you'll meet Redbeard, but um yeah, Redbeard is, is this demon king. Yeah. Um he's this half orc giant who yeah. basically takes over the world with this demon army.
1: He like he was like the third party because he was against he was basically against the he was party well, he was, was, was for
0: himself yeah and, and his well because he started off as this normal half-orc barbarian and he slowly gained all these magical powers as yeah. he went and his party were eventually like he's really he's going insane and he took over a kingdom and like it yeah. just got what and it became this like i didn't even do it on purpose it just became this like snowball effect where he became the most powerful this god character yeah. with this army and they the other party were like what the fuck have you guys been doing? Well, because we...
1: The (laughs) whole time, we were collecting these, like,
0: artifacts. Yeah, the the
1: shields of power for these particular And putting back, like, fakes for them to collect. So they they had all these fakes. There was a
0: stunning moment where um, a particular character... From their party, whipped out a shield to block an attack. This was during the final battle. It was the first time he and used it, and it happens. just crumpled in his hands. <laughs> and it was made of cardboard. And he's like, "What?" He, just gets, he gets fucking it so ...fireballed funny. off the map. Yeah, collapses in a ditch. He's like burning alive, and he's like, "It was a fake." <laughs> I didn't even think to check. <laughs> like the he fake. didn't think to check. Oh, it was so, it was so funny. funny. And then there was another character who died. Um, she had a hole blown through her chest, and she was revived by one of her party members. Who then? Because he was a he was a necromancer. Is that on the side? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he he, he was revived dream, her. Yeah. Or oh, Liam. <laughs> Li- no, Li- Liam. Everyone knows who Liam is. <laughs> okay. Um, Liam revived um, this character, and um, Liam Liam's awesome. sorcerer had this character like bound to him by will for the rest oh, of the, yeah, for the rest yeah. of the campaign. So yeah. he could just make her do what he wanted at any given time. Yeah. And he became like this weird. Um... He was
1: also an obnoxious because he was an party. Well, he
0: ended up becoming this messiah. Because he yeah, could raise he, the dead. He also
1: became this obnoxious character because he had all the um, he had all the artifacts. Well, he also impersona- he bluffed us out of He all also the
0: impersonated a king and ruled a kingdom for a while. Yeah, I remember that. Um, which was pretty impressive. Yeah, but but he was just kind of this like, he was this silver tongued, talentless genius. Yeah. Basically, well, Millsbury
1: was funny because he had like I particularly put him into like, I wanted to make an adventure essentially, mm. like adventure sort in of the, the purest sense of the word. And there is an adventurer class, but it's boring and it's useless, so it's I just, made a soul it's, knife. it's like a hiker, basically. Yeah. So I just made a soul knife with, like, 20 points in, like, knowledge dungeoneering.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was like a soul knife and a little bit of rogue as well.
1: Yeah, it was, there I were think, two, it was a subclass. It was, I think it was
0: rogue and soul knife or something. Or was yeah. it a sub, it might have been a subclass of soul knife that was, like, roguish? It was, no, it was, it was an arcane trickster and a soul knife. Or something.
1: Yeah, no, it was soul knife and there were, like, five points in arcane trickster. Yeah which was my subclass, which I ditched later because it was kind of useless. The arcane trickster this game, it was basically rogue, but, like, magic. Yeah, I think you
0: ended up specking into rogue or something. There was some... No, it was
1: arcane trickster.
0: No, no, I mean after the arcane trickster. Oh, yeah. But but he became this character where, like, you had nothing on but armor and a traveling cloak.
1: Well, literally just, like, leather armor.
0: Yeah, and that was all you needed. That's all I had. And, like, I don't want to talk about him too much because he is coming up in the campaign, but, like, that idea of this character who... I could, like You see him, and he looks kind of goofy, but the armor he's wearing is really expensive, and it looks well used, but he's got no weapons on him. He's got no weapons. And that so everyone juxtaposition... Everyone assumes
1: he's this weird homeless bum. Yeah, and so the juxtaposition actually, like, the of the that, he turns out party. to be this crazy, amazing <laughs> yeah. fighter.
0: And like people will like confront him in bars, and he'll just murder everyone. Yeah. And then walk away whistling. him <laughs> yeah,
1: time like, where just everyone would die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like genius. Like, really compelling character. Yeah. Um, I really liked He was a lot of fun to play. I liked him enough that I decided to ride him again. Like, that's how much I liked it. Oh, yeah, he's... He's in the new campaign. He gets written into, like,
1: anything that I ever do. Basically, he's... he's Whenever it's just, like, pick a character, I'll be like, yeah, you're Millsbury. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: There's, There's this, like, underrunning idea that he's, like... He's actually just a transdimensional being. Yeah, he lives in the fourth he lives, dimension. He lives in every single universe. He has at the a same lot of time. meta
0: situations that happen as yeah. well. Where Oops. like um there are particular points where he rolls high enough sense motives. This where was in the just previous campaign. That's shit that out. That he works out he's in a game for half a second. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. there's one point. He the fourth wall a few times. Uh, once or twice and I was like never again. But like, yeah. you know, kind of kind of interesting that d allows that. So I mean a D&D is honest. I could talk about D&D for fucking hours. d is just... It's one of the most interesting... As a... Like, I think particularly as a writer, you spend so much time being in control of your work. Yeah. All the time. So I have to, like, decide what character says what, when, how they say it, how I translate what they're saying into the words they're saying, and, like, how that plays off against what they mean. Well, the... As well. The thing that I find
1: amazing with D&D is that, like, it's... It's like playing swords with, like, fake swords with your friends when you're young, and, like... You're, like, playing, like, like pretend guns with your friends when you were young. And you'd be like, oh, I shot you. And they'd be like, no, you didn't. I blocked with this. You'd be like, no, that's cheating. It's doing that, except there's a rule set.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: So you can be like, I I do this, which is ridiculous. And the DM will be like, that's dumb, but roll the dice yeah. anyway. And you See roll if a 20. you can do it. And, there's nothing and you be like, about All it. All right, like, yeah, I you guess did you did. <laughs> like, it's doing that. But then, because it's in the, like, because it's part of the system, it's just like, yeah, it sounds like you made that up and that it's dumb, but you but can, let's do, you it can anyway. do it see if you can do it. I think,
0: like, as the DM, one of the biggest challenges for me is to, like, when something like that happens, I have to be able to immediately be like...
1: No, you have to be like, what will happen? I have to, I have to be like,
0: how would that actually happen? Oh, it's like this, and then this, and then I have yeah. to translate that into what actually happens, and then I like, have to play that against, like, you know, if you, if you get insanely lucky and you roll a 20, so 20 is a critical success. Yeah. Well, there's different ranges of critical success for weapons, but, like, weapons typically, right? on a check roll... Uh, so you roll a twenty-sided dice, and if you get a twenty, that's a critical success. So I have to be like, if I've got this enemy who you're trying to outbluff or something.
1: What? What's what? a super outbluff?
0: Like, yeah. How,
1: what's like the most hardcore thing oh. that could happen if you're bluffing this guy?
0: Um, I think a good example of something that when this happened is that we had a we were trying to. Uh, this is with the other party, I think. Yeah, I really don't remember at this point. <laughs> um, they were kind of. It was so long ago. Um, there were a bunch of characters that were trying to get into a city. And the city was on lockdown. The only people that could go in and out were merchants or the city. Government. That was our party, actually. I think, Yeah. That
1: was our party. Um,
0: and so I I, this. Do you know what I'm leading up to? Because it gets pretty gruesome. I it might have th- been you guys. I think. Um, but there's a particular ranger character um, who goes, well, what if we impersonated a merchant? Everyone was like, that's a great idea. But, like, how would we do that? Because they know what all the merchants look like. Yeah. So then this weird plan formed to, like, kill a merchant. Okay, well, that wasn't us. Okay, so they were, they were like, <laughs> we didn't do this. They were like, what if we killed a merchant and then wore his skin? Oh, God. <laughs> And I was I like, we just like climbed the wall together I was into that like, city. <laughs> and I just, I was like, that's never. You can't.
1: We um, I'm
0: like, you can't skin an entire person. I remember one
1: one of our old our old campaigns. Mm. You weren't the DM, where we uh, we had to incite the war between the two rebel factions. So we snuck into the kingdom We snuck into the castle Of one of the Oh we had leaders. that amazing set piece And we We fucking like Sliced his nuts oh, I gagged him with a scrotum I remember yeah. that Yeah we, we, we took his scrotum And then we mailed it <laughs> Like oh, fucking Pigeon carried right. it To the other with a note <laughs> It <It's> just, just <laughs> like Lick my nuts Sincerely right. Like oh, Your opponent God. And it, it Cause the We just had to like The objective at the moment Was just like Stunt. Start a war Yeah So we're like Alright That worked, <laughs> it worked Yeah that was amazing <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, I this is about the dumb we gagged him because early because I was playing a rogue and earlier in the campaign we came across this minotaur
0: oh god <laughs> i was
1: I snuck up behind the minotaur and instead of doing a backstab attack which you probably took could his loincloth right i was like i steal his loincloth <laughs> and i like rolled a 20 and it was like yeah you steal didn't the, the loincloth didn't cloth that loincloth end him.
0: up in someone's mouth down a well didn't uh it, no that's what we it, gagged the king with no 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 no, no, no but eventually did it wasn't an npc stuffed like gagged. We murdered her and threw her down the well. Yeah, yeah She was you've... quite pivotal to the story, <laughs> and we killed her. Yeah, and so the stuff DM like was that. Getting very annoyed. Stuff
1: like that is really bad DMing because like that shouldn't have. You shouldn't be like you shouldn't be able to do that. Well,
0: you shouldn't want to.
1: You shouldn't re- like NPCs in general are just pretty unreliable. Well, on you can. D&D I mean, because they die. No, they're not because
0: like <laughs> or people kill them. They're not because like your party should understand the rules of that party's like world. Yeah. So like if your party is an adventuring party, you're not going to kill your quest giver because. That doesn't make any logical she sense. She wasn't a quest giver. She was just like... Yeah, I know. I'm coming with you. And we're like, no, you're not. So, yeah. shut so it, the it was the fact that he tried to... Force it onto so us. We're in, like, this in, isn't our part. So, in D&D... And I don't want to give it away too much because this is like a bit of the behind the scenes for you probably cause you've probably never thought about this. But you have yeah. what are called hook points. So, hook point is where like... You have a thing... So, you have a... You have reference sheets for different things. Yeah. So, let's say it's like Ben's house. Ben's house has a reference sheet. It has background. It has contents. It has a floor layout. It has people that are in it, those people's stats, stuff that they have on them. Yeah. Things you can do in that house and the story behind the house. Yeah. Then you have what's called a hook. And so the hook is like a reason that a party might go there. Yeah. So like, I could put Ben's house in any city, in any campaign, and you can just basically like take the hook and be like, oh, well, how does that apply to my party? So you yeah. can use already existing structures if you want to. Yeah. Right? So the hook might be like, um, you're sent there to investigate, like a robbery, and you suspect the owners have stolen X, Y, Z from another merchant or something. Yeah. That's a hook to go there. So hooks for characters are a lot more complex because, like, as a character, as a player, you oftentimes want to just try and fuck with the game, right? <laughs> but you can't. <laughs> we do, but you least. can only do it to an extent to where your character would actually do that. Yeah. So it's not necessarily role playing in the purest sense, but it's like understanding that your character has motivations. That's like why Millsbury was right. so much fun.
1: Well, he had a very his motivations
0: were very odd. Well, he had, but in his, but like for his character, they made total sense.
1: Well, yeah, because all he wanted was fame and glory and adventure. Like all he wanted to do was literally, he just wanted to get into hijinks and become famous. Yeah, he just wanted to like be famous and just like go into dungeons all the time. Yeah, and fight. So every time there was just like, It was just like we could like talk to these people. We could like just go to the dungeon. Millsbury would just be like in the dungeon already <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just like I'm he's in like that. Already he's there. already halfway through and he's yeah, like he's dying like he's solved like solved all the puzzles in the dungeon
0: guys I got stabbed <laughs> yeah, I need, help. I need your help need a medic um, but that idea of like like constructing characters that you don't want to kill is really hard oh yeah but Especially your party but like your party should know that they don't want to kill them because the characters don't want to kill them so yeah. if you write a character that your party wants to kill you should have planned for the party to kill them yeah. Like you should know what's going to happen if that... so. Like if you killed one of my main NPCs, I have a contingency plan. Not yeah. that you should, but like I have a plan that allows the story to continue in a different way. Yeah, it, as it should. It's, it's tough because the story exists for a reason, but you have yeah. to like you have these plans if you to play stay around it. with it. Um, it also requires a lot of like
1: imprompt like on the, spot, like, on the
0: sp- like crazy yeah. to the extent where like there are things which will happen, and I'm like that does not fit in at all, and then I'll tie it in later. And you guys are like that was so clever how <laughs> that tied together. I'm like. Yeah, I planned that the whole time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was written into the script. <laughs> definitely wasn't winging it and then trying to, like, retcon it later. Yeah. I did a Pokemon. That's a Pokemon do. That's all Pokemon. Po- Pokemon do that all the yeah. time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so, uh, yeah, I mean, we can probably talk about D&D more My if you want. But, um, yeah, like, it's just, it's so much fun, and... It's it's going to be the kind of podcast that you probably shouldn't listen to in public because you'll end up laughing a lot <laughs> yeah. at random intervals of time. happening in the
1: background when something's happening. Yeah, do it, in a, Doing something do
0: it with people you trust because you'll laugh like an idiot. Yeah. Because there's just a lot of... But it's very violent laughter. It'll go from serious to funny quickly.
1: Yeah. You
0: don't want to be like sitting at your desk at work and then just burst out laughing like an insane <laughs> person. So just be aware of what you're listening We could to if it. you want to. I mean, oh, look. you can't judge. If you want your, employee, your other uh, work colleagues to think you're crazy. Whatever, I mean. Yeah fine with that people can listen to podcasts at work oh really yeah like it depends what you're doing i do data entry nice. i listen to whatever i want
1: damn yeah i'm looking for data get some hope. sick beats yeah. going
0: actually i listen to a lot of hip-hop <laughs> I'm, I'm big on i'm big on rap because um it's really good uh, to listen to for writing because they do some kind of interesting stuff with the way that they construct meaning true um plus like the way that they convert lyricism into anger is really interesting Because it's like that's and then they do stuff like they'll have they'll have anger that's sad anger, in a song, that's all about tone. It's like tone combined with lyrics combined with timing combined with music (laughs) to do one thing, and it's so complex. And you're like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. So I always enjoy that. Plus, I've always listened to a lot of rap, and it's just kind of been informative for my writing as well. Um, Plus, you know, real gangster straight it's, up yeah oh god just, i'm the widest You're so white dude I'm, <laughs> <straight> <laughs> I'm literally the widest person I know. um but yeah i mean definitely check out D&D. it'll be so much yeah. fun i'm already excited i was i was excited writing the campaign i was like oh, it's yeah. gonna
1: be great if you want to play D&D, find a group of friends yeah and just start like, yeah, learn, just... The,
0: learn the rules like peruse it a bit watch some yeah. there's some really good tutorials the hardest part is
1: making the characters
0: um you can kind of do it for your friends the first time that's my advice because it's really easy to get bogged down in making them the first time, but yeah. after that, making them is some of the funnest part. Yeah. So you initially want to be able to just hand them a sheet. Well, even just like like following the rules on how to yeah, it's, how it's really complex. Built, yeah. it's very confusing. But um, there's some really good tutorials by Wizards of the Coast on their on yeah. their on their website, and then there's um you can watch some sort of a really good really good ones to watch. Or if you Google Patrick Rothfuss Dungeons and, Dungeons and Dragons, um he's just an author, but He's part of a lot of celebrity Dungeons & Dragons things, at like conventions and stuff. Yeah. And they'll sit on stage and they'll play Dungeons & Dragons. But they'll play like a loose fun version of it. Yeah. And you can kind of get the idea of how to do it while following the rules, but not getting Basically bogged down in detail. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's kind of a good place to start. So if you look up Patrick Rothfuss D&D. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, it's a really good way. Um, it's a really, really good way to just fuck around and have some fun. And it's... Yeah. It's, it's educational na- because it's not,
1: you're not playing a video game. It's also not as nerdy as people, like... Well, no, it's still super nerdy. But, oh, like, but, uh, it's, I don't know. it's definitely trans- transcended the whole, like, basement dweller game ideal even though we're sitting in a basement right now Shut we'll record this <laughs> in the basement and the
0: studio is literally codenamed The Basement in all of our communications yeah
1: well you know <laughs> usually it's not played in the basement yeah. um,
0: you can so, play it at a dining table like it, you don't need all the equipment we use a chess board and chess pieces because I can't afford yeah, to buy or miniatures or just like
1: whatever miniatures you have use whatever you have played what. um, like pretty cool. sure most of the time I'm using like a friggin Necron warrior yeah, from you 40k you can
0: use like a grid paper instead yeah. of buying a board like just it's fun um It's really good practice for writing if you're in high school and you're not used to writing stuff. It'll get you in the habit of being creative. Yeah. So if you need to do, like, long papers and stuff at university, um, it's really good for getting that habit of being creative and producing stuff regularly. If you're a dungeon master. Otherwise, it's just fucking fun. Like, it's Mm. just the most amount of fun you
1: can probably have. Plus, you'll, like, those stories that, like, you read online, like, the guy that was the bear. Yeah. And he just had a really high bluff stat. Yeah. And had like a servant that spoke for him, like that. Had like every campaign has like numerous stories like
0: that. Redbeard couldn't speak for the longest time. Yeah, his intelligence was so low he couldn't speak. <laughs> he could write because he had a uh, he had a a pendant that made him be able to write. Yeah, so he just write. So everything he had to down write down all the his communications, and, and, just, and then eventually yeah. he gained the ability to speak because um, he became this god creature. Yeah, um, who you'll meet later on. I promise. Enjoy. He's he's around still doing his thing. Sweet. Um, taken over the world one world one continent at a time um
1: spoiler alert the moment we meet millsbury he's going to be drinking tea Ah. Uh, no that is actually what's going to happen i'm trying to
0: think if he does oh uh, no you're right he actually does yeah. no yeah yeah he does no i can read hang on we're gonna <laughs> no, we're gonna quick because preview. he can
1: because he can he actually he has sh- the power to uh summon tea summon at will, at will um, because we so, thought it was funny <laughs> so i'm gonna give like
0: a, i'll give you a one sentence <laughs> This is like your. Um, I'm gonna judge it. This, this is your Because, trailer. because is your, I am
1: the. I am the guy who made Millsbury. This is your
0: dandy. Well, we both made Millsbury. Okay. It's yeah. Context as well. Yeah. Don't be like enough. that. It was. It was a team. I episode. played Millsbury though. It was a team.
1: Episode. I controlled them. Okay. You built them. I piloted them. Okay.
0: Um, so like this the, is. So this is. There's, there's a bit of description before this, but but my. I'll give you the three sentence. Um, sneak peek. He sits down and places a single scroll case on the table. That sounds about right. <laughs> After a pause, he clicks his fingers and a mug of steaming tea appears in his hand. Yep, that's right. <laughs> he sips quietly. Yep
1: that's that's Millsbury.
0: <laughs> there's 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 your teaser. Yeah. Um actually I'll give you I'll give you another teaser for the folks at home. Um oh actually no, cause, uh this isn't much of a spoiler. Basically, every D&D campaign starts in a tavern.
1: Yeah, you begin in a tavern. Um,
0: it's just... Someone asked me a few few months ago, they were like, why does that always happen? And I think it's just a good, a solid quest hub. Because
1: then, A, you can drink. So if you want to start just a tavern brawl at the very start of the game, you can. Which
0: you guys do a lot. Please we don't. We do a lot. Please don't. It's, it takes a long time.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, and it gets you
0: kicked out of the city. Or
1: if you want to do what I do and just steal everything there. No, it's There's a lot of people there to steal from. It's a good um, starting point.
0: Yeah. But the, the campaign um, that we're playing is called Talenta So Talenta is an extension of the world that we've been playing for many years. So it's, yeah. there's a lot of content there. Lots of lore that you can get into if you want to. The we'll Blue eventually Baron. develop a database for that. Is this the
1: Blue Baron? Uh, or is he like and I don't want to spoil too much, but there is oh, a subheading
0: god. for this session. Oh god, Blue um, Baron. I'm not going to say. And the, but... what was the Shadow one? he was just called oh it was just the shadow that was our first DM the the, shadow no I mean I'm going to say too much but there is a Baron involved
1: Um, is he blue
0: is he the blue bear um, (laughs) (laughs) so that's an inside joke it's not very good for podcasting Um, but but Uh, so um, I'll I'll give you the actually this is alright this is not not too much of a spoiler Um, we talked about this a bit before but uh, one of the one of the opening paragraphs Um, and so this I mean writing this I was like I have missed this shit yeah um the tavern is dimly lit and bustling at peak hour the party is seated at a table toward the back with a decent vantage of the bar you're a monster hunting company hoping to take advantage of the blood wars that have given rise to all manner of infestations and are awaiting a contract
1: dude that's sick is the contract gonna like come through the window on an arrow oh it should right like like, hit the wall and be like don't, and
0: then like roll out yeah (laughs) and you pick up right (laughs) We'll come, with, come through with a brick. Um, so if you didn't get slight tingles at that, then you've clearly never played D and D before, but that just kind of Yeah. Oh, it gives me the yeah, so Whenever you're
1: waiting for a contract, someone's gonna die in the next like five minutes. <laughs> like whenever you're waiting for something there's a body. Coming. There's always yeah, a body, right? It's body. it's like
0: you're waiting for something and someone died. Yeah. Or you're waiting for me to meet a contact and the contact gets killed. Rocks that's a pretty fall, common everyone one. dies. Rocks full, everyone dies, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's yeah, keep an eye out we're so excited I don't know if you can tell we're really excited oh here. dude I haven't played d d in ages I'm so keen um, so check it out um, this will come out around the same time if we do record next weekend we'll see what happens with timing and stuff yep. but it'll be soon we're really excited hope you are too um, check it out it's probably it's probably our favorite thing to do yeah like next next to this this is pretty, it's pretty close this is pretty fun this is fun but I think that's d d is <laughs> d is something different d d is a different league Yeah. it's a different sport a, um, yeah yeah that's gonna do us for today. Um, so you got a bit of half and half there. You got half of DCM works. You got half D and D. Woo! Um, this is like a, we're like the hype man for the D and D podcast. Yeah. We're standing behind him. We're like, "Hey, yo! Here comes D and D. Here comes the sickest, sickest beat drop." You're the Since worst hype man ever. <laughs> I
1: I wasn't born to be. Like,
0: guys, coming guys, up next, we got a Dungeon. Be a really good like, it's a college radio. a Dungeon, dungeon Dragon. You would. We should. i might still want to do something like that. Not a college radio show, but like a it's radio like show. A or radio sometime. Yeah.
1: I just feel like we have like the, a really like, generic British one where it's just like, uh, coming up next, <laughs> coming up next on the Mystery Hour, <laughs> the,
0: the mystery of the Stalin oh my bench.
1: <laughs> just like, just, yeah, just like old, like 50s aesthetic yeah. mystery. And
0: you have like a slight crackle. Like this yeah, <laughs> yeah the backup. radio crackle. Yeah. And oh, like no. every time he goes quiet, you can just hear like the gentle crackle. <laughs> 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 it sounds like someone sipping a straw or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's going to do us for uh, this podcast, I think. Yeah. um thanks for listening as always um this was just us nodding out about D D, to be honest yeah, I mean, um, it's pretty consistently which is honestly basically most of our this should be most of our time it's not anymore but it will be yeah i assume noting about um, something yeah so uh we'll do the plugs again even though you probably you probably know who ben is by now twitter yep. potato Potasso. um fucking still can't you don't say know it. how
1: to spell it Ta- it's potato twice f- the second one has an S on it.
0: <laughs> it's potato. Th- potato. Th- but it's in the description. Yeah. Down below. I pointed down below. It's not a, it's no webcam. Just down there. I did the, th- I did the, don't down there. Thanks, ben. <laughs> I, d- I just, I did the thing that I was doing, if I'm you doing a, do a, vlog, a vlog, where I point this. to the description. Yeah. No but camera. Remember those There's times where, like, the description used to be, like, there? Oh, yeah.
1: And then they moved it there. Somewhere. And, like, the title was used to be there, but now it's up there. Yeah. And like the ch- the subscribe button's been like there 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 oh, and there. YouTube need to get that shit together. <laughs>
0: so um, consistent. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean, check check that out. Um, obviously, uh, if you think the show is worth at least a dollar, feel free to donate to our Patreon. Um, helps us out. The Any... subscribe
1: button used to be above the video, and you used oh, to yeah. be able to change it. Yeah, you used to be able to put a custom graphic on. I th- forgot about
0: that. That's so weird. Yeah, I guess that... it makes sense that they they kept that. Got rid of that, rid of that, that shit. That shit. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, so wherever you listen to this, feel free to give us a rate. It really does help. Um, I get all that analytics through the tool that we use for the podcast. Um, Totes goats helps. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah, and it also lets us know you care. Oh, This is nice. Um, so yeah, feel free to leave a comment. If you have any questions, I didn't do this last time because I'm terrible. I will have to retcon it in. But if you have any questions, <laughs> um, email us at podcast... I shouldn't say... I always say that email us at at, but that's not. Email us. Um, our email address is at no hang on which one is it podcast at dcm there works. you go i was like you can say email like, at podcast like, yeah i know the i was like the admin email address is not for the podcast questions. Yeah. feel free to send them that we'll ignore them <laughs> <laughs> the podcast ones we will answer not the admin ones that's a different account It's yeah. something entirely different um but yeah so feel free to do that um we would love your questions uh, about anything we do tune in for the D podcast big time we're excited for that mm-hmm. um I'll put in a little trailer after this. Um, if we've recorded the session by then, I'll put in some snippets of that so you can get a quick sneak peek of what that's going to be like. Um Potentially the theme song for that as well, which we've been working on. Theme song? I know. We have a theme song for this. It's great. You've heard uh, it, right? You're it, You're in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so tune in for all of that stuff. Um, tune in for the Necessity of Hendrix. Check out DCM.works. We'll be going live soon. I just don't know when. And yeah, um, that's... Um, I think that's about us. Yeah. So thanks for watching, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye guys.
1: The soundtrack's amazing. Yeah. The visuals are very like well done. And like the gameplay <laughs> is super fun. <laughs> and like because those three things are there, it's like it's exceptionally good.
0: Hey, I is... could do it in a heartbeat and make millions, but it would feel like just gouging my soul out. Well. Yeah. Jurassic Park's a little more like DDR. If Shrek is a very tough creature, can he actually own land and want to kick them off? Where <laughs> the you have to make a lot of shit off to make it on Yeah. That's like that's just the truth.